Our Old Testament readings this morning come from Deuteronomy chapter 31, from 2 Kings chapter 30, 23, and from Jeremiah chapter 31. Listen now for the word of the Lord. Then Moses wrote down this law and gave it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders of Israel. Moses commanded them, Every seventh year in the scheduled year of remission, during the festival of booths, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose, you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Assemble the people, men, women, and children, as well as the aliens residing in your towns, so that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God and to observe diligently all the words of this law, and so that their children, who have not known it, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land that you are crossing over the Jordan to possess. Then the king directed that all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem should be gathered to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him went all the people of Judah, all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book, all the people joined in the covenant. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. This is the word of God for the people of God. I invite you to stand as you're able and let us sing these four stanzas of O God, our help in ages past. Oh, uh-huh. 
please be seated. Our New Testament lessons are taken from 1 Peter, the Gospel of Matthew, and John 15. Hear now the word of our God. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Discipline yourselves. Set all your hope on the grace that Jesus Christ will bring you when he is revealed. Like obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires that you formerly had in ignorance. Instead, as he called you to be holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. If you love, oh, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The word of God for the people of God. God is good. And all the time.
It is good to be together as we worship this first Sunday of the year. In tradition, uh, I don't know if goal setting or uh, times, my glasses continue to fog with this mask, if goal setting or if uh, promises that you make in the new year and resolutions is something you still do. <clears throat> I'm going to have to do it. What I hope for this Sunday and us and our time together, that we can come to a point that we don't just make personal promises or personal resolutions, but we begin to look at our spiritual life. And this Wesley's Covenant service becomes for us that opportunity that we have and looking at our own spiritual life of an opportunity to declare to the Lord a renewal of that commitment to him. Uh, and uh, Kevin mentioned that it has started many, many years ago, and for us it has been a tradition for the past several years. So I hope this year it again becomes for you an important moment in our own life that as we begin this new year, and we do pray it is a new year, that we renew our faith that leads that new year before us. So may you hear this proclamation, uh, just hear it, and then I'll invite you to join me again in the words in your bulletin. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Christian life is redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. Through baptism we have entered this life and have been admitted into the new covenant of which Jesus Christ is the mediator. He sealed it with his own blood that it might last forever. On the one side, God promises to give us new life in Christ, the source and perfecter of our faith. On the other side, we are pledged to live no more for ourselves, but only for Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. From time to time, we renew our covenant with God, especially when we reaffirm the baptismal covenant and we gather at the Lord's table. Today, however, we meet as the generations before us have met to renew the covenant that binds us to God. And so I invite you to make this covenant of God your own. Now join me as you see the words that are printed in the invitation, which will be followed by the covenant prayer. Hear these words of what you are invited to do. Commit yourselves to Christ as his servants. Give yourselves to him that you may belong to him. Christ has many services to be done. Some are more easy and honorable. Others are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some way we may please Christ and please ourselves. But then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. I invite you to join me. Let us therefore go to the Christ and pray. Let me be your servant under your command. I will no longer be my own. I will give up myself to your will in all things. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. Lord, make me what you will. I put myself fully into your hands. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you, 
are laid aside for you. Let me be full, let me be empty, let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and with the willing heart give it all to your pleasure and disposal. Christ will be the Savior of none but his servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except by consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all that he requires. Christ will be all in all or he will be nothing. Confirm this by a holy covenant. To make this covenant a reality in your life, I invite you to listen to these admonitions. First, set apart some time, more than once, to be spent alone before the Lord. In seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you. In carefully thinking through all the conditions of the covenant. In searching your heart whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. Consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ. How holy, strict, and spiritual they are. And whether you, after having carefully considered them, are willing to choose them all. Be sure you are clear in these matters. See that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in a spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, invite you to claim God's covenant. Rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so that you can keep your promise. Trust not your own strength and power. Fourth, you're invited to resolve to be faithful. You have given to the Lord your hearts. You have opened your mouths to the Lord, and you have dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, never go back. And last, be then prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord, to fall down on your knees, to lift your hands toward heaven, and to open your hearts to the Lord as we pray. As we come to this prayer, if you're comfortable, I invite you to get into a position of prayer. If you're comfortable kneeling in your pew where you are, you're invited to do that. If you just want to bow your head, you're invited to do that. But put yourself in a position of prayer, because as we approach this covenant prayer, this is the heart of Wesley's covenant service. Will you join me in a position that you're comfortable this morning? <clears throat> Please join me. O righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness in not having done your will. For you have promised mercy to me if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you shall put away all your idols. I hear from the bottom of my heart, renounce them all. Through Christ, God has offered to be your God again if you would let him. Before 
I take you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for my portion, and vow to give myself, body and soul, as your servant, to serve you in righteousness all the days of my life. God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. servants. I do here with all my power, accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own worthiness and vow that you are the Lord, my righteous. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only God. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. I do here covenant with you, O Christ, to take my lot with you as it may fall. Through your grace, I promise that neither life nor death shall part me from you. God has given holy laws as the rule of your life. I do here willingly put my neck under your yoke to carry your burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I therefore take them as the rule for my words, thoughts, and actions, promising that I will strive to order my whole life according to your directions and not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows your heart. O oh God, you know that I make this covenant with you today without guile or reservation. If any falsehood should be in it, guide me and help me to set it aright. And now glory be to you, O God the Father, who I from this day forward shall look upon as my God and Father. Glory be to you, O God the Son, who have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood. And now is my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God, the Holy Spirit, who by your almighty power have turned my heart from sin to God. Almighty God, the Lord Omnipotent, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have now become my covenant friend, and I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. So be it. And let the covenant I have made on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. I invite you to remain kneeling if you would. And at this moment, I invite you to make this covenant which we have made together and before God uh, a little more permanent. We do that by inviting you to take the card in which you've received. I hope you have that. To spend some time to dedicate it, to offer it to God. Uh, to offer yourself to God. And then when you're ready to return to your position and to sign that card and to take it with you and to put it somewhere in which you can see it, remember it, and reflect upon it. So let us now dedicate this to God at this moment.
Lord, we offer ourselves to you in your service. In Christ's name, amen.